In July of 2008, authorities received a missing persons call from Cindy Anthony, mother to Casey Anthony. She was calling them to inform them that Kaylee Anthony, Casey's two-year-old daughter, had vanished. Upon hearing this, authorities brought in Casey for questioning to learn more about what had transpired in the days leading up to the disappearance. This interview would lead authorities in a direction that nobody had wanted to go in. Is it possible that a child's own mother could make her disappear? Welcome to Forensic Files. I'm Gavin Anchondo and today we're going to look into the case of Casey Anthony. As we address the case, it's important to consider the evidence that led up to the outcome of the case and how it affected the jurors. As this case begins to unravel, it definitely becomes clear that the evidence gathered in this case was crucial to how it's viewed today. To begin looking at it, it's important to understand the years that built up to the events that took place. Anthony was a fun, happy young girl with friends in what many thought was an ordinary American family. Her friends, however, say that she began to show a pattern of lying when Anthony was in high school. Cindy and George, her parents, attended Anthony's graduation along with Anthony's grandparents, only to discover that she was several credits short of graduating. Anthony had stopped attending classes toward the end of the school year, but led her family to believe that she would walk with the graduating class. When she was 19, Anthony gave her family another reason to believe things weren't what they seemed. She began to put on weight and her parents suspected that she could be pregnant. Anthony denied it, claiming she was still a virgin. As time would pass, she could no longer hide the truth from her parents. The identity of the baby's father, however, remained a mystery. Anthony pointed to different men, including her fiance, Jesse Grun, as well as a young man she had dated previously. However, he had died in a car crash. On August 9, 2005, Kaylee Anthony was born. She had discussed the idea of putting the baby up for adoption, but her mother, Sydney, changed her mind as time would go. She continued living with her parents and Grun served as a father to the child. In mid-June 2008, with her suitability as a mother called into question by Sydney, Casey Anthony left her parents' home after a major argument, taking Kaylee with her. Her parents called for weekly check-ins and got the same response every time. Each time, Anthony told her the little girl was out with a babysitter, Nadia Zani Fernandez-Gonzalez. On July 13, 2008, Cindy and George were notified that Anthony's car was in a tow yard. When George went to pick up the car, he found Anthony's purse along with Kaylee's car seat and toys. George noticed the peculiar and strong smell of organic matter decomposition coming from the trunk. Thinking no much more of it, he moved on. Cindy found Anthony at the home of her boyfriend, Tony Lazaro, and brought her home to find out what had happened in the past couple days. Anthony would break down telling her mother and brother Lee that she had left Kaylee with the nanny in Orlando on June 16th and that Gonzalez kidnapped the toddler. On July 15th, 31 days after two-year-old Kaylee's disappearance, Cindy called the authorities and reported her missing. After questioning Anthony, detectives found discrepancies in a signed statement she made about Kaylee's disappearance. First off, none of the people in Anthony's life had ever even heard of Gonzalez, and the detectives would soon figure out there in fact was no nanny at all. The investigators caught Anthony in another lie when she told them she worked at Universal Studios. She was even bold enough to lead them around the park, giving them guided tours. 
Anthony finally admitted she had never returned to work at Universal. She was arrested on July 16th. As the case progressed, Kathy would be brought under more fire. Evidence came to light that during the time around the disappearance, she was partying and getting tattoos. She also took a major hit once authorities had the right to search her car. A cadaver dog picked up the scent of human remains just as George had done weeks earlier in the trunk of her car. Upon further tests and air analysis, Erpod Voss, the forensic expert on the case, claimed that human remains were the only plausible explanation for the results they received. A jury would soon indict her on capital murder and numerous other charges. At the time, she still pled not guilty and remained her innocence. Months later, a big break in the case would happen for the authorities. On December 11th, skeletal remains were found near the Anthony house by a utility worker. Just eight days later, they were announced to be Kaylee's. Prosecutors now moved on to seek the death penalty and they brought in a hard boss to testify in the case. After 10 hours and 40 minutes, the jury came back with a verdict of not guilty of first degree murder, aggravated child abuse, and aggravated manslaughter of a child. Anthony would still, however, be found guilty of four misdemeanor counts of providing false information to law enforcement. As time would pass, she went on to serve four years in jail and once released, had to file for Chapter 7 bankruptcy protection. Her fines had built up to nearly a million dollars. At the time, she only had a mere thousand dollars in assets, including cash and property. Overall, this case is frustrating in the sense that we may never know what truly happened. Casey Anthony walked away not guilty of murder, but could she have done it? The evidence all pointed in one direction, but with a jury, it must prove that beyond a reasonable doubt, the suspect is guilty. In the end, who knows what really happened? All we know is that today, Kaylee Anthony's memory has not gone away and won't be forgotten as the public and authorities continue to try to figure out what truly happened all those years ago.